gospel reading this morning comes from the gospel according to Matthew, from the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. This Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel serves a lot of purposes, and the chief thing among them is Jesus laying out the grand change that his kingdom establishes. In one sense, we can look at Jesus saying things that go against what we've heard in the Old Testament, but the reality is Jesus is reinforcing exactly what the prophets have been saying in the Old Testament, reinforcing that there has been misinterpretation of being God's people. And so Jesus, in this first major pronouncement, sets out how his kingdom is so different from the kingdom we have tried to create. Jesus lays forth the very thing that we need to be paying attention to and for, and I know you're not supposed to end sentences with prepositions, so that's why I put a uh, semicolon there and finished it with this part of the sentence. I can tell the English majors and teachers in the room who laughed at that. So here's the issue. We come to Scripture the way we come to Scripture, right? 
we all come to Scripture from a certain point of view. In fact, every one of us in this room right now comes to Scripture with a different point of view. And that's not a bad thing. The problem is, and this is what Jesus was trying to establish here in this sermon, was that what we ended up doing, and when I say we, I'm talking about all of humanity, and I'm talking about the history of humanity here. What we started to do was thinking that the way we came was the way. We started to go, how we live is how everyone else is coming to something. How we see it and understand it is how everyone else should see and understand it. And so what Jesus is doing right now is he's saying, you all come as you are. But when you come to Scripture, you need to come from the point of view of Christ's kingdom, of my kingdom. Don't come from your own point of view. Come from the point of view that is God's. That's a challenge, right? But that's what Jesus is laying out for us. And in doing so, Jesus gives us all of these blessings, right? These are great blessings, and they're the blessings that we want to hear because we want to say, oh, yeah, we're meek. Oh, we're humble. Oh, yeah, we do this. Here's the problem is that when we start saying, oh, yeah, we're meek, we're humble, we do all this, what's the one thing we're not doing? Being humble. <clears throat> so Jesus wasn't saying, here's how you need to do it. Jesus wasn't saying, you're bad people if you don't do this. Jesus wasn't saying, you're great people if you do do this. What Jesus was saying, in my kingdom, here are the blessed people. Because this is what my kingdom is about. And Jesus was telling his disciples, this is what you should be striving for. These are your goals as my faithful disciples. Here's what it means to be a follower of me. In Luke's gospel... He has the blessings followed directly by the woes, right? Does anyone remember hearing the scriptures when the blessings and the woes are read together? You usually don't. If you're fortunate, you get them back-to-back -back Sundays, but more often than not, we like to skip over that whole woes part. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, after worship, open up your Bibles to Luke, to the gospel according to Luke, look for the blessings and woes, read what the woes are, and start going, woe is me. But in Matthew's moment here, Jesus is saying to us, look, there are already people in this world who, living in the Spirit, they are poor. They have given up of themselves to become wealthy and have not, seek, have not been seeking fame. They have been living to make others live well. Blessed are they. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Right? 
The meek have not gone looking to rule. The meek have been willing to take care of what they can take care of. That they have seen what God has called them to. All of these blessings. And if we come with a certain point of view, we can get caught in, we can't live up to that. If we come with a certain point of view, we go, well, that's all fine and dandy, but what about me? If we come with a certain point of view, we get lost in the reality that this world is okay for us to not be these people. Jesus' ministry was about turning the world upside down. And it wasn't just about the eschatological reality of the kingdom. Ooh, I used a big word there. Eschatological. Raise your hand if you know what that word means. Eschaton. Raise your hand if you know what that means. Okay. Big words that mean one thing. The coming of Christ and the establishment of Christ's kingdom. The eschaton is the moment of Christ's return to earth and the triumph of God over all that is evil and sin and death and the establishment of the full kingdom of God. Eschatology is our understanding of what it means to die of this life, to live into Christ's new life. Christ's eschatological reality is what it looks like when we live into that new kingdom. When we come with a certain point of view, we can be too focused on the what is to come and miss that even in what is to come, we still have responsibilities to make that as close of a reality here and now. That was Jesus' moment on this sermon. To say, you all have looked forward to a great reward, but there is so much work yet to be done. We are called as disciples of Jesus Christ to live lives that make the kingdom of God as close of a reality as possible in this world. So that when Christ comes, we are not seeing a vast change. That is the eschaton. that Christ will make the world right. But he says to his disciples then, he says to his disciples now, this is the way. And blessed are those who live it. Amen.